from the WIA. This is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. This is WIA National News for week commencing April the 4th, 2010. Hi, I'm Robert, VK3DN. And I'm Brian, VK3HXR. Hello, listeners, and thank you for listening. Thank you again. Brian, did you get any emails this week? Got a couple of emails and also some very kind words on air while I was uh, chatting on the repeater driving home one night. So thank you very much for, those, uh, for the feedback, and um, please send some more. Yeah, thanks to the people who sent me emails as well. Most appreciated. Okay, the WIA Centenary event in Canberra. Here's an update from Ralph, VK3 Lima Lima, on some exciting developments. WIA Centenary Aris Contact. As previously advised on this broadcast, a school contact with the International Space Station is planned to occur during the WIA Centenary Dinner in Canberra next month. The news we have today is that it has been confirmed 10 students from the Trinity Christian School in Canberra will take part in this amateur radio on the International Space Station, or ARIS, event. School Principal Carl Palmer, VK1TP and VK2TP, is delighted that the students will be given such an honour to attend the WIA Centenary Dinner and talk with an astronaut on the International Space Station. The school at Waniasa in the beautiful Tuggeranong Valley will also celebrate its 30th anniversary next month, adding to what will indeed be a very special occasion. Australian ARIS coordinator Tony Hutchison, VK5ZAI, is finalising arrangements for the contact between the International Space Station, NA1SS, and the WIA special call sign, VK100WIA on the evening Australian time of Saturday the 30th of May during the WIA Centenary Dinner. This has been Ralph Parkhurst, VK3LL, reporting for the WIA National News. Thank you, Ralph, for that uh, for the update and uh, an RS contact. That's really cool for the kids. It's going to be a pretty fantastic weekend. We're all looking forward to it. Okay, AM and CW on-air event for Anzac Day, an international event. The worldwide on-air event to use AM and CW to commemorate Anzac Day is growing. Here is a sample of activity where across the world only AM and CW is being used. The AM Afternoon Net on 7093 kHz from 0600 hours UTC on Anzac Day. And the Mariba Warburbs Museum in far north Queensland. The North Queensland Net on 3605.4 kHz from 0930 UTC on Anzac Day using AM, with the net controlled from a World War II RAAF HQ communications bunker. Stations will be set up on board the ex-RAN Museum warships Wyala, Castlemaine and Dimitina. And as a special, Guests Turkey TC Special Wireless Activity Team, known as the TCSWAT, will be operating from TC57A from the 22nd of April to the 25th of April, overlooking Anzac Beach. If you want to join in or to find out more, then please contact Mike Patterson, VK4MIK, that's VK4Mike at yahoo.com.au. Hams across Australia, VK1. CRARC repeaters. The two repeaters on Isaac's Ridge have now been set to high power. It's 50 watts. Also, the CTCSS tone has been removed from 146.725 to 
for a trial period just to see how it's affected by other services. Now the CRARC are having a 10 metre night. Instead of heading to the Scout Hall club rooms for a meeting or tech night, the club is holding a 10 metre FM night. All classes of licence can use the 10 metre band and most amateurs have some suitable equipment. So the idea is to get up on air on 29.150 from 7.30pm local time. You can go mobile and hilltop if you so desire, or you can operate from home. There are no rules on what you operate, within your licence conditions of course. Just fire up and take part. It'll be interesting to see what sort of signal paths get around town, and sure, not every person will be able to hear every other person, but that's amateur radio. And in VK2, well the dust is well and truly settled on the 2010 Wyong Field Day, and believe it or not, work has already started for the 2011 Field Day. The CCARC hoped that everyone who attended enjoyed the experience. The club, in its opinion, is that amateur radio was the winner on the day. A good sign for amateurs was a large number of candidates who sat for their radio licences and passed at the field day. To all those who did the hard work to bring VK's major field day, a very big thank you. Oh, and last fortnight, the club was also part of the John Moyle competition from Mount Allen, near the Barrington Tops. Thanks to Ray VK2HAY for that update. Weiss and Northern Region AGM. Again, a reminder that next week, 11th of April, at the Lismore Workers Club from 1400 in an upstairs meeting room, come along. Member subs of $15 are now due, so renew and rejoin as soon as possible. Please send your subs to the Secretary, John Tollin, VK2XKX at the QTHR. Also, the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's 35th annual field day is being held on Sunday 13th of June at the Sea Scouts Hall in Buller Street, Port Macquarie. And in VK4, the Far North and North Queensland Amateur Radio Gathering, the FNNQARG, will be happening from the 11th to the 14th of June at Cardwell Village Beachcomber Motel and Tourist Park. It's a yearly gathering of hams and support crews from the Cairns, Atherton, Tablelands and Townsville regions, plus lots of places in between and far away. The FNNQARG is a friendly, relaxing time, with the only energetic exercise being the traditional FNQ versus NQ cricket match on Sunday morning. The TREC Trivia Challenge is a rip-snort of fun event too. Get along and catch up with that face that you've been speaking to for ages on the air. It's advisable to ring reception at the Caravan Park on 1800 005 633 to book your accommodation as soon as possible as the long weekend in June is a very popular time. A wide mix of accommodation from motel to villa to camping is available. Here's a quick invitation from the South Coast Amateur Radio Club in VK5. They're holding a talk on vertically polarised antennas by Dean VK5LB at 7.30 local on April the 28th. If you want to know more or get some ideas, please come to the club rooms at 16 Roberts Road, Hackham. And in VK7, members of the North West Tasmanian Amateur Television Group are advised that their next meeting, the General Meeting, is scheduled for Saturday the April the 10th at the QTH of Ross, VK7WP at 78 Pine Road, Penguin, commencing at around 2pm. As the normal date will have fallen on Easter Saturday, it was necessary to move the meeting to the 10th. 
If time permits, at the conclusion of the meeting, Tony VK7AX will bring those present up to speed with the latest facilities and operation of the VoIP machines, this including IRLP, Echolink and Voicemail. As always, an invitation is extended to all to attend. Amateur Radio Magazine for April is hot off the presses and full of interesting reading. For example, WIA President and IARU Region 3 Chairman Michael Owen VK3KI reports on the crucial regional meetings that make decisions that will affect the amateur radio service. There are reports on Amateur Radio New South Wales celebrating its centenary, including the opening of its new building at the VK2WI Dural site. In technical articles, Rick Hill VK6XT has the ultimate multiband dipole. Brian Morgan VK7RR looks at Flex 3000 software-defined radio. And Drew Diamond VK3XU has the active loop receiving antenna and converter for 136 kHz. The WIA Journal Amateur Radio Magazine is a WIA membership service and copies are also available at selected newsagents. I'm Barry Robinson, VK3PV, and you're listening to VK1WIA. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1WIA. Education, youth and advancement of amateur radio in VK2. Upgrade Foundation to Standard Licence in Summerland, David, VK2FDEC, has passed his regulations and the paperwork's headed south for processing. Congratulations to David for his hard work studying theory and regulations, and we all look forward to hearing his new standard call in the near future. VK3, EMDRC Standard and Advanced Upgrade course beginning Saturday 17th of April from 2 to 5pm for about eight weeks at the Burwood Club Rooms. To register your interest... Email learning at emdrc.com.au or get along to a club meeting. Amateur Radio, most popular after-school club. A report from the Zanesville Times Recorder says that the Amateur Radio Club is the most popular after-school club at an elementary school. The Amateur Radio Club at the Dresden Elementary School is run by the music teacher Jim Mayerkeck, WX8J, who started it last October. You can read the full article, Dresden Students Connect with People Around the World, by Leanne Moore, at the web address in the text edition of this news service. International news with thanks to the RSGB, Southgate AR Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. Ham Radio 2010 in Friedrichshafen, the 61st Lake Constance Convention and the Ham Radio 2010 both organised by Deutsche Amateur Radio Club, will take place from Friday, June 25th till Sunday, June 27th in Friedrichshafen. Website with details, hamradio-friedrichshafen.de. Denmark gives hams 5 MHz. The Southgate News Service says that Danish radio amateurs can now apply to operate in the DA 5.25 to 5450 MHz band. Reports are that a Bent Christensen OZ05B has already received a 5 MHz permit. More on this restructuring is online at the Danish National Amateur Radio Society website. Now, special events and on-air contest column, Dateline 2010. Quick run-through, April 24th, Harry Angel Memorial Sprint, April 30-May to May 6th, Westlake CQ Repeater Contest, May 8th, the VK Trans-Tasman 80-metre phone portion, May 15, 16, 
NZART Sangster Shield, June 12, VK Trans Tasman 160-metre phone portion, June 12-13 weekend, worked all VK shires, and June 19 and 20 weekend, winter VHF UHF field day. And the 2010 NZART Memorial Contest. It's on the 3rd and 4th of July 2010. 2000 hours NZ time until 2300 hours NZ standard time on both evenings. It's on the 80 metre band with CW and phone. The Memorial Contest was established soon after the end of World War II to commemorate those who lost their lives in the service of their country. It is a fitting way to honour these hams and others who selflessly served their country so that we today may enjoy the freedoms that we do. The contest is split into a number of categories catering for all HF interests, so please spare an hour or two to honour those who paid the ultimate price. Contest rules and other operating information is available from the NZART website in the text edition of this news service. Calling CQ, CQ, CQ. All WIA members who are going to the Dayton Hamvention 2010. This is Peter, VK3MV, and together with fellow WIA director Chris Platt, VK5CP, we are going to the Dayton Hamvention this year. We are seeking WIA members who are also going to assist Chris and myself with some WIA centenary promotional activities over this weekend. The Dayton Hamvention is one of the largest hamventions in the world that attracts upwards of 17,000 hams from a great number of countries. This will be a unique opportunity to promote the WIA in its centenary year to fellow amateurs. So, if you are interested in assisting us and can spare some time, please send us an email to the National WIA office. The address is national office, all one word, at WIA. .org.au and include the word Dayton in the subject heading and to provide us your contact details. 73s, this is Peter, VK3MV. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Special event calls, repeater, beacon, DX and net advice. Here's some information about some weekly nets conducted by SCARS. The South Coast Amateur Radio Service, known as SCARS or South Cars, based in the US, conducts several weekly nets worldwide. The main goal of the group is to foster further interest in the combined use of VoIP systems, such as Echolink and IRLP, along with amateur radio, to conduct a friendly environment between amateurs of all nationalities worldwide and at the same time to have some fun. The addition of a relatively new net is the Australian connection. First impression is that it's open only to Australian amateurs. Not so. Amateurs worldwide are welcome and invited to join the net. Australian amateurs are particularly encouraged to do so. To fall in line with changes to summertime in Australia, the Australian connection net will change on Sunday 4th, that's today, when all eastern states will drop back one hour. As of Sunday 4th, the net has been rescheduled for 11 to 1200 hours east. That's 0100 to 0200 Zulu. News from VK7AX that the R1 ANF beacon is now operational. The Deutsche Amateur Radio Club reports that after a long odyssey from Germany to the Vorsok base R1 ANC in Antarctica, the 20 metre beacon is in operation on King George Island, belonging to the South Shetlands. 
the beacon consists of an IC706, an AT180 antenna tuner, a switching power supply and a Procom HF5000 vertical antenna and a GPS synchronised controller. The beacon is working on 14.101 and transmits text every full minute. Any SWL reports are welcome and should be sent to Dominic DL5EBE. Thanks to the Southgate Amateur Radio Club for that news story. That's quite a nice bit of kit for a beacon too. Indeed. 706 and everything. The Mongolian Radio Sport Federation's opened a QSL Bureau. The address to use is MRSF QSL Bureau, PO Box 573, Ulaanbaatar 16092, Mongolia. And some news from the U- Ukrainian de-expeditioners team. Pacific Odyssey 2010, the UDXT members will be active on all amateur radio bands and modes as Five Whiskey Zero Oscar X-Ray. Five Whiskey Zero Oscar X-Ray. The main mission of this de-expedition is activating T-31, part of the Phoenix Island Group, ranked 19th in the world's most wanted list, and the next goal is activating ZK-3 Tokelau Islands, ranked 35th. Good luck with that. More information at uz1hz.com. And now to Media Watch, where community digital TV is on the way. Channel 31, which services the Melbourne and Geelong areas, is to switch over to digital broadcasts next month, with some financial support from both federal and state governments. It's to transmit on digital channel 44 from Mount Dandenong, while simulcasting on analogue channel 31 until 2013. The station has experienced a rapid decline in viewer numbers as a result of the uptake of digital sets in households, but can now hopefully recover its audience through the new digital signal. Now, thanks to Jim VK3PC for that news story. And it looks like their Fair Go Kev campaign came through. Here's a list of the groups presenting this WIA National News Service in the coming weeks. We're back again next week, listeners, VK3DN and VK3HXR for April 11th. Reese takes over for April 25th, that's Anzac Day weekend. The CRARC are promoting the CRARC and WIA AGM on May 23rd. Then the WIA directors will join a live outside broadcast from Canberra on May 30th, the celebration weekend for the 100th anniversary. You'll be there, Robert? I will. Early? In the cold? Setting up. Setting up. Hopefully it's uh, good weather. We don't, yes. we don't really want to do this in the rain. In the rain, no. Not like at the Steam Fest the other week. Where, where we got stuck in the hail. It was a massive hailstorm, wasn't it? And uh, we've had a bit of that across in Perth and Melbourne, and I think Sydney's had some rough weather too. My car all got dinted. Did yours? No, it was under a tree. Oh. Uh, a branch hit the windscreen the week before, though. So um, I, I did cop my fair share, I think, this month. Mm, lots of work down the panel, beaters. Yes. Okay. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, where every pixel tells a story. A visit with Wolf Harrenth, OE1 Whiskey Hotel Charlie, the docufunk curator. Jonathan Marks has made available an HD video of his visit to the Radio Documentation Centre in Vienna, home to millions of QSL cards, magazines and radio-related documents. Jonathan posted this description of the video. I wanted to share part one of a short documentary I'm making about the Radio Documentation Centre in Vienna. When I was there in September last, my colleague, broadcaster and friend, Wolf Harrenth, showed me around the world's largest collection of radio-related documents, both from the broadcast and amateur radio worlds. 
In fact, the millions of QSL cards, magazines, books and unique government records tell the story of communication across international borders. They survive on help from volunteers and I hope that this video will help to explain why they're so passionate about preserving the golden age of international radio. There is more information in both English and German at the DocuFunk website, dokufunk.org, and there's a Vimeo video in HD, that's vimeo.com, 10320815, that's the link, and if you miss it, check the text edition. Digital Communications Boost in VK2, Amateur Radio New South Wales, has appointed a Digital Communications Coordinator, Andrew Gilbert, VK2 XAG, to research, coordinate and provide advice on the current and emerging digital modes and systems. His first step is to set up a software to find repeater at the VK2 WI Dural site on the 70cm band. Andrew has been a radio amateur for three years and currently studying electrical engineering at University of Technology, Sydney. This SDR repeater will be part of his university thesis. Anyone within range of Dural is asked to watch for the repeater on 438.6 MHz with a negative 5 MHz offset. Email details for Andrew are vk2xag at gmail.com. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Radio Scouting. AMSAT-NA is supporting the Boy Scouts of America 100th Anniversary Jamboree by dedicating AO51VU FM repeater for the event. From Friday, April the 16th at 1500 hours UTC until Sunday, April the 18th at 1900 hours UTC, an AO51 repeater will be allocated for the Jamboree use. All users are requested to give way to Jamboree station traffic or QSOs with Jamboree stations. The frequencies that will be used will be 145.880 FM uplink and 435.150 FM downlink with no PL tone required. AMSAT wishes the Scouts good luck operating the AO51 satellite for the event. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio. The Weissen Capability Display. Weissen Tasmania South will be holding a show-and-tell day around the Reese Club Rooms on Saturday 10th of April. The main purpose of this display is to provide an idea of what Weissen do and what they're capable of. Lots of equipment will be on display and the Weissen members will be there to answer your questions. The local repeaters are very quiet these days. There must be many thousands of dollars worth of radio equipment sitting around doing next to nothing. So maybe you've thought about it but weren't sure what's involved. So why not go along, have a look, ask some questions and chew on a tasty snag. More information at reist.asn.au events page. The lowdown column including precision beacon transmissions. Zev's the Russian 82 kHz ELF transmitter. How low in frequency can transmitters go? Well the Russian Federation operates a transmitter on the extremely low frequency or ELF of 82 Hz. The Russian ELF transmitter Zev's is located northwest of Murmansk 69 north 33 east at the Koala Peninsula in the northwestern of Russia. It's used to communicate with submarines deep under the thick sea ice. More information is available again in the text edition. 82 hertz. I wonder what the wavelength is. That is massive. I wonder if they actually drag a, an antenna of that length 
behind the uh, satellite, the satellites, the submarines. Yeah, well, we can quite easily hear 50 hertz, so 82 is higher frequency than that. That's right. My car subwoofer will produce 82 hertz. If I can transduce that into radio, I'm off and running for a, for a Zebs com- competitor here in Melbourne. We could just imagine the... Uh submarine sitting there and all they hear is doof, 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 doof and they think, exactly. yeah, Brian's, <laughs> Brian's gone and parked his car near the edge of the water. <laughs> now here's Jim with another instalment of Rewind, a look back in history. To look back at our history through the serialised written history by WIA Centenary Committee member Peter Wolfen and VK3RV with the assistance of others that is being published in the WIA Journal Amateur Radio Magazine. War ends wireless experiments. From August 1914, as a result of World War I, all experimental stations in Australia were put off the air and instructed to lodge their equipment at the local post office. While radio clubs and societies closed during the war, the Wireless Institute of Victoria decided to stay as an entity to ensure the return of equipment and the right to experiment further after the hostilities were over and to offer its services to the Defence Department. The war effort desperately needed wireless operators. Indeed, anyone with Morse code proficiency was in demand. Although the Great War ended on the 11th of November 1918, the navies of the United Kingdom, the USA and Australia held tight to their control of the spectrum. The United States first lifted restrictions in September 1919, but only after much pressure from the Congress. The UK and Australia followed. However, many restrictions remained in force for some years. In Australia, temporary receive-only licences were issued from November 1919, and further pressure was required before the general issue of transmitting licences occurred nearly three years later. Now with the social scene for 2010. April 3, 4 and 5 in VK3, Midland Amateur Radio Club's Radio, Electronic and Astronomy Expo at the Old Fire Station Building, 52 View Street, Bendigo. And on June the 12th in VK2, it's the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's 35th Annual Field Day. July 17, VK3, GGREC Hamfest, start time, 10am. And on August the 1st in VK6, it's the Northern Corridor Group Hamfest at Cyril Jackson Sports Centre in Ashfield. October 29th to 31st, Westlake's Amateur Radio Club will have the VK100 WIA call sign for the centenary celebrations. And November the 7th in VK5, the 2010 Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society Hamfest, that's at Rosa Street in Goodwood. And that's all we have for you this week. That's it. That's We're it. done. Thank you all for listening. Thank you again, and thanks for the feedback received. Please send us any feedback. It's our call signs at wia.org.au. And importantly, remember to contact us with your news, because if it matters to you, it matters to us. Email nationalnews at wia.org.au, www.wia.org.au. Click the members area and submit your audio news. And if you're only submitting text, not audio... Write your story as you would expect to hear it, being read back. Don't just send us links and URLs. Well, that's all for this week. Brian, we reported. You decide. We've reported. You decide.